Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Uh, let's see. It's Wednesday, what, March 17th. So happy pa- St. Patrick's Day. I don't know what that means to anybody, but to me, it just means a bunch of people are going to go get drunk. That's all I've ever witnessed St. Patrick's Day to be. Um, you know, of course, it's tamped down because of COVID, which is still a thing, people. I know everybody's over it and tired of it, but that doesn't mean it's over and you got to uh, <laughs> stop being smart about it. Um, that's what happened last year. Remember, it was just sort of like everything shut down and we watched Tiger King. And it was like the old days because everybody was watching the same stuff at the same time because no one, nobody could go anywhere or do anything. It was very much like what it was growing up in the 70s and 80s uh, before VCRs even. Because you used to only be able to see your show at that one time. And so, you know, that's why MASH has so many people who watch the finale. Because that was the only time you were going to see it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, all of us were sitting around watching Tiger King and all that crap. And then, uh, you know, it really got into spring. I remember here it was like, I want to say early May people were like I'm over it and they were just headed out (laughs) they didn't care and I know I watch people where I live just welcome carloads of folks I it was just the weirdest thing ever it was like we're all off let's all hang out yeah you're not just off it's a pandemic a very contagious deadly disease and you all are just up in each other's faces no masks a good grief these little tiny houses all jammed up on each other so I don't know I don't know what it will take to reach people's, uh, and everybody wants to assume it's just a certain type of person, like just, it's just old white men or old this or that that aren't wearing, it's a lot of people who have been like, "Mm, no thanks, I've seen old, young, black, white, they just, you know, they're just not into it, so who knows when this thing will finally be eradicated here. Um, especially if you didn't believe in the first version of Corona, you probably aren't believing in the new versions either. So yeah, great. You know, and I was reading something where somebody was like, you know, it's my right. Yeah, it is your right to die from COVID if you want to, but it is not your right to kill the rest of us. That's the point. That's why you wear the mask. Selfish. Ugh, people can be the worst. I think there are some people that are the best. <laughs> then there are some people who are just the worst. They they play to their lower level of thinking all the time. And, you know, I learned a long time ago when you take the high road, it's really hard because you have to keep trudging down off the high road to explain yourself, then trudge right back up on the high road. And then eventually some people just get tired and just stay on the low road because people aren't interested. (laughs) I'm not bitter. (laughs) So anyway, I was having a conversation with, uh, I had a couple of interesting conversations yesterday. But um, the first one that was interesting is uh, one of my younger friends decided she was going to try to watch The Graduate. She didn't even make it past the first scene where Benjamin is in the uh, pool with his scuba gear. And she was like, he was in that pool. And then I stopped watching it. I was like, wait, that's like, <laughs> it's like the first scene. 
<laughs> but I will say this. The Graduate is a pivotal film in film history. And it's also a great, um, you just can't watch it with modern eyes. You have to watch it with uh, historical context. Because as a person who was born in the late 60s, uh, 1969 actually, um, you know, it's uh, when you read historically what the decade started off like, which was very much a byproduct of the 50s, you know, and you see where it ended up. Just take a look at the fashion from 1960 to 1969. It's just completely different. Uh, You had so many assassinations. You had, you know, JFK, Bobby Kennedy, uh, Dr. King, Medgar Evers, uh, tons of people were assassinated. Um, you had civil rights, the civil rights movement. Dr. King was assassinated, um, you know, and then you get to, into the civil rights movement. Like all of that's the end, you know, t- building up towards the end of the 60s, which is going to be completely different than than the early 60s and late 50s. Right. So the graduate arrives in 1967. Okay, and Mike Nichols is the director, and this was a big role, big, big uh, job for him, very pivotal in his career, uh, launching him, definitely launched um, Dustin Hoffman, uh, and the beginning of real interesting casting with like the method actors as opposed to, you know, everybody being beautiful, like a young Robert Redford, who was very beautiful, um, watched the way we were, and uh um, gosh, what's my favorite? Uh, uh, what's uh, something in the park? Gosh, it's hilarious. I can't think of it. Anyway, he is very, very, very attractive as a young man. And I think he was up for the role, but they wound up, Mike Nichols wound up casting Dustin Hoffman. So you start to see movies change in tone and timber. Um, Benjamin is, you know, his, big life issue at this point is he graduated from college you know um and is he gonna grow up and then he winds up you know it's the big question is he gonna have sex with his mom's friend and like I was telling my buddy yesterday like Anne Bancroft I mean I'm I just read she was 35 she looked quite much a, a lot older than that like she could have quite much she could have been a lot older than that she looked quite older than 35 because people looked older back then um (laughs) they just did and uh you know it's just a different time and so watch it with context watch it with you know and like the soundtrack like crafting a soundtrack to to play instead of a score that was really new um and even though all the songs weren't new um that was the beginning of something that became a staple certainly through the through the 90s which is to craft a soundtrack around a movie and sell it separately um i have a i bought my fair share of soundtracks too well at the end of that trend though they just started it's it, they just started throwing tracks that were left over on it, it wasn't quite as unique you know but i certainly enjoyed the prince soundtrack to batman um, Harry Connick for when Harry met Sally. Uh, so, you know, it was the beginning of something pretty major and a different type of storytelling. 
Um, So if you get a chance to watch it, just watch it with a historical perspective and take away your modern eye and watch it as, you know, what it is, is a a (laughs) 50-year-old, more than that, what, what year are we in? Uh, You know, a 54-year-old textbook of what life used to be like, you know, for your for your parents, probably when they were young or your grandparents um, or somebody, you know, somebody was living something similar to that. And even though culturally everybody has a different experience, the rules weren't all that different. <laughs> Almost everybody had to, you know, think about what they were going to do, get married, uh, what was a taboo, you know, what, you know. And of course, it's still... uh crazy to think you know the whole plot of the movie is this guy trying to figure out who he is and part of that is like I'm gonna have sex with my parents friends um or friend the the older lady it's interesting it is interesting as but I'm a film nerd so maybe it's not that interesting I don't know um but that was fascinating and then I had another conversation about hypnosis I believe that hypnosis works I believe people get hypnotized and brainwashed all the time to certain degrees. Um, and I would, I would prop, I would never, I'm, they say never say never. I would never consent to going to a professional hypnotist because I don't trust anybody rooting around in my subconscious, sub, subconscious. I just don't. Um, I don't trust enough people. I have trust issues. Uh, I don't trust enough people to be, you know, to do the right thing by my subconscious. You know, have me up here acting crazy or you do stuff to me while I'm, you know, under. Uh uh-uh. No, thanks. Um, I do practice in my meditation the silver method, which is self-hypnosis. I trust myself um, to not put anything in there that that I don't believe is good information. But I don't. Mm-mm. I'm telling you. And the story I heard yesterday only confirms it. You have to be careful. So. The subconscious rules your body. It's the thing that keeps your heart beating. It keeps your organs functioning properly. It It's the, you know, autopilot. And so a lot of our troubles come from when we try to think on autopilot. You know, if you just live a life where you just, you know, kind of waking up and going through each day without a plan, that's, that's your subconscious kicks in. And, you know, that's how you're living. So some of the things you're frustrated by are because, uh, you know, you you haven't given them any thought. So your subconscious fills in where you won't do the work. So I like to meditate. I like to make a plan. I like to write down not only my goals, but I also like to write down my wins. More importantly, I like to write down wins and just assume they're wins. So when I write my goals out, I'm assuming they're already done. I'm just giving myself a roadmap and uh, more on that later. But I think uh, your subconscious is so important to your existence. You cannot joke around with it. That's why I don't understand people who listen to this music. That's, you know, at a certain point, I get it. Sometimes when you're young, you just like, oh, you just listen to, you know, that's kids music. That's why people say that. You know, but when you become an adult, you got to put away childish things. I don't understand how a grown person can listen to something that has no nutritional value to it. You know, 
the words, uh, all of it matters at a certain point, you know, because that's what you're putting into your subconscious. People who, who one of my, one of my friends said she couldn't go to sleep because she watched horror movies before she went to sleep. Why would you put that in your brain before you go to sleep? Your subconscious is just going to marinate on that all night long. And you'll wake up like, well, why was I being hunted down? Why was I dreaming of blood? Yeah, cuz. <laughs> you know, there comes a point where, you know, you got to pay attention to how you're living and what you're doing and what you're putting in your brain. You know, again, we live in a society where everybody's just talking about everything. You know, everybody's so smart. Everybody, you ever look at some of the, I haven't done this in a really long time, but online dating was hilarious because everybody liked to read and uh, walk in the park. And it's like, mm, I can tell just by my general interactions with people <laughs> that uh, this is not a literate <laughs> society. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody ain't walking nowhere. So come on. You know, people just say things and then they don't expect anybody to fact check. You know, so I get you fall in love with these concepts and ideas and I'm being mindful. You know, you actually have to do the work. You actually have to meditate to be mindful. You can't say, yeah, you know, I'm I'm meditating. And then you're like scrolling on your phone while you're supposed to be meditating. That does that doesn't work. That's not how it works. And you're you know you're being dishonest with yourself. So you can tell all these stories. You know, I, there are so many words that are over overused to the point of abuse. Transparency is one of them. Uh, I'm over that. Um, what's another? Diva. Everybody's not a diva. You know diva behavior when you see it. Um, and so some people have tried to make it something that it's not. And it's like, mm, I don't know. Diva can be good, but a lot of times divas are a pain in the ass. Um, sorry, just facts, you know, but it's like people just take these words and they just throw them out there. And then and that to me is a subtle form of brainwashing. You know, advertising is brainwashing. How many times have you seen a, like a commercial for something and it doesn't look shit like that on t- when you get it or it doesn't work when you get it, you know? That's just the way life is, I guess. It can be complicated. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I don't get interrupted doing my podcast. But, um, yeah, brainwashing. How many times have you seen one of those hamburgers on TV? They look delicious. Well-made. Fantastic, and then you get it, and it's squashed like a bug, or it looks like somebody else ate it before they put it in the container. Hmm. Just a thought, but um, I do believe that you can be brainwashed. I do believe that hypnosis works, and you got to make sure you know. Just pay attention to how you live your life and and what you say, because you hear what you say. Your brain reacts to the things you say. You have this ongoing running dialogue in your head and some of that's positive some of it's not pay attention to it pay attention to it listen to it and be nice to yourself that's all I'm saying ultimately all I'm saying is be nice to yourself be authentic with yourself because a lot of times you know if if you think you are full of shit yourself 
that's a, that's a tough way to live. It's a tough way to live. Anyway, like I said, just trying to make sure I don't get dis- uh, interrupted or distracted with the podcast. Uh, most of the time I get to just, you know, talk freely and I don't have to keep an ear out for anything. But things are getting more and more challenging every day. And we'll talk about that later as well. So I hope everybody has a wonderful Wednesday. Just stay focused. Again, be nice to yourself. Uh, you know, it's a, these are challenging times. And it's okay if you're not okay. If you need to get some help, go get some help. Um, you know, again, it looks like lately I'm the investment person. Uh, I was talking to someone yesterday and I recommended Apple. I mean, if you're just going to park cash and you need a, a blue chip, I would park it in Apple and, um, I don't know. wonder what else I would do. Anyway, check out the website. It's madlovepodcast.com. There's a blog element and, um, I'm building out the membership, uh, piece of it. And that eventually is going to include some sort of newsletter with this extra stuff that I talk about all the time. Um, you know, investments, things of that nature. I, I have a pretty large portfolio on stash. Uh, that's the app I use. I mean, I don't treat it as my retirement because, you know, my retirement is parked somewhere else, but I do take it pretty seriously. And, uh, it gets to be fun, you know, reading about certain stocks, picking winners. It feels good when you pick a winner. I'm not going to lie, you know, but I've picked some duds and, uh, you know, if you if it's not for the faint of heart, because when you see those numbers go down, a lot of times you want to just jump out. But you got to have faith in your research. I do get rid of things I bought impulsively because um, they were having a great day. And I'm like, oh, I got to be I got to be a part of that or whatever. So I do get rid of those. But anyway, take care. Be well. Be your best.